0: Freedom, man, that's what it's all about. You've got the groove on freedom, like the good book says.
1: You are listening to What on Earth is Happening. Today is Tuesday, June 8, 2010. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. I'm your host, Mark Passio. The network website is revolutionbroadcasting.com. And the call-in number for this show, if anyone wants to call in at any time, there are no taboo topics here. You can talk about whatever you like. The call-in number is 724-444-7444. Once again, the call-in number, 724-444-7444. When you call in, you have to give the call ID number. The call ID number for this show is eight. 8- three five one five that's eight three five one five all right so what I usually do to begin the show is start with a couple of event announcements for events that are coming up in the Philadelphia area so I have two event announcements for this evening the first The great group in this area known as Truth, Freedom, Prosperity is hosting a free documentary screening and discussion of the documentary Generation Rx, a great film. This is going to be Monday night, June 21st at 7 o'clock p.m. sharp at the Ethical Society Building. That's at 1906 South Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. For more information, check out their website, www.truthfreedomprosperity.org. Okay, and the second announcement a big conference event coming up uh, about a month from now in Philadelphia the Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations. And if you don't know who Nikola Tesla was, uh, you're going to hear about him a lot on this show, and I'm going to keep telling you about him because he had the answer to many of our problems when it comes to energy generation and distribution and the things that are going on in the world right now, like this Gulf oil disaster in the Gulf of Mexico, need not have ever occurred had we listened to the wisdom of someone like Tesla who was a genius that was far ahead of his time but um, I believe that his theories and uh, visions for the future um, will eventually be vindicated and uh, one of the groups that's working toward that aim is the Tesla Science Foundation of Philadelphia so They're they're hosting this event, the Nikola Tesla Energy Independence Celebrations 2010 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on July 9th, 10th, and 11th. The Tesla Science Foundation brings together scientists, inventors, and enthusiasts for a three-day conference highlighting the need for a new energy paradigm. This July in Philadelphia, the Tesla Science Foundation will be hosting a three-day conference and celebration to commemorate Nikola Tesla's legacy and world vision. Tesla was a brilliant inventor who lived during the turn of the 20th century. His inventions resulted in the implementation of alternating current, radio, the AC motor, wireless technology, and many other influential inventions that we now take for granted in the modern age. Tesla's vision to bring clean, free energy to the world through advanced wireless technologies was blocked by the financial and corporate interests of his time. Through this event, the Tesla Science Foundation will bring together like-minded scientists, inventors, and enthusiasts who share the common goal of bringing Tesla's advanced energy technologies to fruition for the betterment of humanity. Here's the event schedule for the conference. On July 9th, that's Friday night, July 9th, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., the Tesla Birthday Bash at Independence Visitor Center, right there on the Visitor Center lawn at 6th and Market Streets. This event is free to attend. July 10th, that's a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., Tesla Fest. Also at Independence Visitor Center, Sixth and Market Streets on the lawn. This will feature exhibits, vendors, information, art, and music. This event is also free to attend. The same day, for people who are in search of a little bit more information about Tesla and his technologies, there will be free presentations and lectures at the Free Library of Philadelphia, 1901 Vine Street. July 10th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Featured speakers Russell Anderson, Michael Kelly, Tatiana Militik, Michael Treat, Mono Davina, Bickle Craner, and Brian Yetzer. Again, that's free to attend. Three of the five events for this conference are completely free. Saturday, July 10th, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. A reception, dinner, and concert at the Arch Street Meeting House, 320 Arch Street in Philadelphia. This will feature the classical ensemble known as the Divine Hand Ensemble. Check out their website at divinehand.net. Pricing for this event is only $20 for both the dinner and concert. For each one individually, only $12 very very reasonably priced finally the, the crux of the conference the scientific portion of the event uh, a scientific conference on July 10th and 11th Saturday and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at 2 Liberty Place on the 32nd floor Two Liberty Place is at 1601 Chestnut Street in Philadelphia this will feature at least Ten scientifically oriented presentations. A registration uh, fee is required. It's $110. You can register at the Tesla Science Foundation's website, and for emerging details, go up to their website and you can uh, see all the details of the conference there at www.teslasciencefoundation.org. You could also uh, stay up to date with all of the events that the uh, Tesla Science Foundation and the associated Nikola Tesla Club uh, hold at their meetup group, which is ntesla.meetup.com slash 38. That's ntesla, n-t-e-s-l-a.meetup.com slash the number 38. So those are the event announcements. And, um, in case anybody didn't realize, yes, we are uh, broadcasting an hour earlier. This is the new time slot for the show, um, Revolution Broadcasting. I wanted to carry the whole show live, so they bumped me up an hour so that the show can be carried fully live on the network every Tuesday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. So that's why we're an hour live, and we will. that will be the regular slot for this show from here on out. So, um, what I'm going to do tonight is kind of – I'm going to cover a lot of material. However, I'm going to kind of, in in doing so, recap everything that we've covered uh, thus far, or generally most things that we have covered thus far on the show and on the uh, archive uh, shows in the podcast feed. So, um, if you want to hear uh, in detail some of these concepts – You can listen to all the previous shows. They're all archived as a podcast on my website at whatonearthishappening.com. But the topic for this evening really is going to close the very um, abstract and I guess you could say spiritual side of um, what I do here on the show, which is basically talk about the causal factors that contribute to the present condition of the human species. Um, We talk about our ability to tell truth from falsehood and how this is directly related with issues of human freedom. This show goes to the root of why we experience what we experience. That's what this is all about. The show is basically about how we create our experiences through Our choices. We are the co-creators of our reality. And we create that reality in a pleasant and uplifting way that enables us to grow if we live and um, make our actions come into harmony with natural law principles, as we've discussed in previous weeks. If we ignore those principles of truth, of natural law then our external manifested experience becomes extremely unpleasant which is the cycle that we seem to be trapped in right now and have been for a very very long time so what I do on this show is try to explain how these principles work try to get down to the root causal factors of why human beings experience suffering so that they understand how they are creating the experience that they are having and this is again as I have said directly related with issues of human freedom they cannot be separated there is no separation between these causal factors that I talk about and how free we are in our seemingly external world so in keeping with this theme and message Today is going to be the last part of uh, part one of of this, so to speak. this, This has all been, everything up through this point has been what I call what people really need to understand to know what the solution to our problem that we are experiencing, namely that there is encroaching tyranny in our world and how to solve it. This is the part that really does give us the solution if we understand it and pay attention to it and go deeply into this material to make it a part of ourselves and to, in doing so, change ourselves. Because the only way we're going to change the external manifested reality in which we live is to change what takes place inside of us. When we do that, then the movie on the screen that we ourselves are projecting will change. But until we understand these factors that I've talked about on, on the show up through this point, don't expect the movie on the external screen of reality to change one bit. We need to understand these principles, we need to make them a part of us, and we need to change our lives accordingly. If we don't do that, again, don't expect much change in the external world. It's like banging your fists up against a television set or a movie screen because you don't like what you're seeing on it. You need to change the frequency, change the channel that is generating what you are seeing on the screen in order to actually change what you see. And that's what we try to do here. That's what The ultimate goal of this show is is to get people to understand those natural law principles. And we are not just going to talk about how they work. We are also going to discuss some of the actual problems because unless people are aware of why this is important to do, unless they can actually see the patterns that are taking place around them and understand how that how we can actually change them by changing our thoughts our emotions and our actions and they also need to understand why so we will will not ignore the darkness on this show we will look into it we will confront it and uh we will confront that shadow that shadow that is part of all of us and we will work with it to transmute it so What the topic of tonight's show is going to be is, I guess it's a culmination of everything we've talked about thus far. We are going to discuss the qualities of who and what we really are. We are going to discuss the qualities of the higher aspects of self. And we're going to compare and contrast these qualities with what I call the illusory self. The self that is the lowercase s self. The self that is trapped in illusion. That is trapped in fantasy. That is trapped in identification with the ego and the roles That one plays in life versus understanding the true higher identity of oneself in consciousness. So we could title the topic of the show Higher Self versus Lower Self. This ultimately gets down to the question of who are we truly? Who are we truly? because as I started off on the very first show I explained that unless we really understand who we really are we're going to remain largely powerless to make any lasting effective positive change in our reality we have to understand what separates us from the higher aspects of ourselves, and that's what we've been doing in the last few weeks on the show. We have been discussing the walls that we erect around ourselves and others. I call these the barriers to self-realization, the barriers toward to becoming a self-actualized being. And we identified them as the illusion of the five senses being rooted in materialism and the material world. Ego identification, again, attachment to and identification with the roles that one plays in life. The experiences that one has being seen as identity as opposed to um, understanding the higher self and realizing that that is what we are. We talked about the prison of the left brain, the educational or indoctrinational system, and how it roots us into a physical only, linear only way of thinking about the world and seeing the world in a state of separation, seeing ourselves in a state of separation from all others. Finally, last week we touched on the, the fourth barrier to self realization, which was the belief in and identification with institutionalized belief systems. And we've discussed a lot of them and how people grasp and cling to belief systems that do not really serve who we really are. They are just put there to serve themselves and to perpetuate themselves in the name of control. And once you get into that pattern, basically you're contributing to the dynamic of fear, which can only lead to chaos. It can only lead to suffering in the external manifested reality that we share. So we we covered a lot of different institutionalized belief systems. We talked about believers in the monetary system. We talked about um, believers in religions. We talked about control-based institutions like the military and the police, and how these are all essentially different forms of mind control. And we will get into, in in the next few weeks, the multifaceted methodologies of mind control and how it works, because I have studied it extensively, and I'll be having some guests on to talk about it in future weeks. Um, again, up through this point, the show has largely been laying down abstract information, conceptual ideas that are important to grasp, to have a firm command of, to, to understand deeply and integrate them into our worldview if we're going to understand how this solution fits in to what we're going to need to do going forward if we're going to solve this global problem of human sickness that is creating a diseased condition all over this globe so this is a critical component of it understanding the higher self versus the lower self that is what we're going to discuss tonight so I see that we have a caller on the line Um, let me just give the call in number one more time if anyone wants to call in The call-in number is 724-444-7444. That's 724-444-7444. The call ID number that you have to punch in once you call is 83515. Call ID for this show is 83515. All right, so we have a caller. Let's see if this works. Beyond the info war, you are on. What on earth is happening?
0: What on earth is happening, Mark? That's what I keep asking myself. How's it going? This is Bob.
1: Bob, how are you, man?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. It's it's refreshing to hear you on a little bit earlier. We got the full two hours now on Revolution Broadcasting, from what I understand. Yes. Yes,
1: that's crucial. It is great to hear. Great to hear from you, Bob. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I was just listening to a
0: lecture that uh, David Wilcock, um, a lot of our listeners know about David's uh, information, and he did a, a lecture yes. at Project uh, Camelot. Project Camelot had a um, speakers and whatnot uh, in an event that they um, put out, and I was listening to him. He's got a lot of interesting things to say, um, a lot of quantum physics and time and a lot of complicated things. But, you know, I, as I'm sure you know, Mark, uh, I'm a consciousness explorer, and that's that's a big part of this is is uh, getting in touch with our relationship uh, to the Earth and to, and to creation, and figuring out you know uh, ourselves in order to see how we're all connected and, and progress.
1: Absolutely, I'm familiar with uh, David's work and. Um... I really like it a lot, and I think he ha- does have a lot of great things to say. Um, and I encourage people to check him out. David Wilcock, if you're not familiar with him, is uh, mm-hmm. definitely a person who is trying to expand people's horizons and their visions of what is possible. And uh, I would definitely encourage checking out his work for sure.
0: Absolutely. So you know, I, I just uh, thought I'd mention to, that to you, and I, I you know. Midway through the lecture, I realized that your show was on uh, at new time, so I decided to check in on it and hear how it uh, was going. And as always, it's, it's great to hear your show on, on the air. And what's going on for tonight's show? I didn't, I didn't catch the beginning.
1: Well, I'm going to basically go into probably what I would consider the, 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 the last or the wrap up of the, the entire part one of the information that I you know, convey about the, the nature of what's taking place, which I call the solution. This has all been consciousness-related material, uh, material that is about who we really are, material that is about the, the, the forces that are at work in the world and the causal factors that relate to what we're experiencing. So uh, this show is going to focus on the qualities of the true self and how they compare and contrast with the qualities that are expressed through the lower vibrational self or the self that is trapped in ego and illusion.
0: Yeah. And, and to harp on the ego, you know, I think that if we continue to support the oil based scarcity based, um, you know, energy system that we have, we're going to continue to kill the planet. I know that's probably heavy on a lot of the minds of your listeners and, and I've yes. been uh, quoted in saying, you know, let's look at Tesla technologies, because really, Mark, uh, as you understand, I'm sure this is, this is just a symptom to a, to a bigger issue here, and that, that's the scarcity-based yes. mind control that is playing on our, our ego through vanity and materialism.
1: Absolutely. And a, a genius who was uh, trying to explain this to us uh, over 100 years ago, they, they suppressed his work and uh, they've they've tried to erase his name from history, but uh, the truth can never be destroyed, no matter how hard anyone tries. And uh, Tesla will be vindicated in the end, by one way or another. I hope it doesn't have to happen through us destroying our ability to live on this planet through what we're doing down in the Gulf, because it it is definitely a disturbing situation.
0: Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I hope he's not vindicated through our annihilation. You know, it's, it's yes. no fun to say, I told you so, when everything's gone.
1: Yep, absolutely. So that's why we're working toward, uh, you know, fulfilling his vision of the future, which was one in which humanity worked in conjunction with nature and was connected to its real work of energy. And uh, that's why I work with the Tesla Science Foundation of Philadelphia, And um, that's why I think everybody should come out to this event in Philadelphia. If you're anywhere within a driving distance, come on out. It will be a great time. You'll learn a lot. You'll meet a lot of good people. And uh, it's for uh, a cause that we desperately need right now.
0: You know, Mark, it's funny that you mention that, uh, if anyone's in driving distance, uh, because – I've recently come across this dilemma myself, both for a Gulf of Mexico cleanup in which I had to drive over nine hours to attend um, using oil. You know, I don't have one of those uh, vegetable uh, oil cars yet. And there's another event for um, social activists such as ourselves in Detroit that I want to attend That. Would be, and I'm in Florida by the way folks so that could be a problem uh as far as you know having to be dependent on using gas to get there now I'm going to yeah. omit g- probably going to this forum because of uh just um you know a real um you know I'm just so disheartened by this that I don't I can't justify going to this forum even though I think at the end of the day, it could accomplish a lot of good things, and I can uh, network with people and try to make some change. But I think we need to facilitate for now, you know, conferencing on the Internet. And, you know, Skype is one great tool for that. Mark and I, we've used it in the past. And all of our listeners out there, you know, as much as local activism is important, and it's good to be to local and you're within your vicinity, uh, there's only so much you can do there. So it's also good to connect and have a good network of people in your community and outside of your community that meet and you don't have to always go you know out of town to have meetings you can do meetings on the internet really
1: that's why something like talk show is a great resource too anybody can host discussions they could uh you know uh host their own show you know I mean, put, put the information out there. The universe is spoken into existence. Connect with other people and, and, and speak to them, you know. That's what it's all about, getting this information out there knowing it's only the first step. Reaching out to other people is the second step.
0: True, and, th- and that's what the um, networks like Revolution Broadcasting and these other facilitators uh, to this sort of independent media, truly independent media folks, it's really a great thing um, and it's exciting to be a part of and uh, one of the f- folks uh, that are really you know supporting new initiatives in this sort of independent media field uh, are republicmedia.tv and at republicmedia.tv they are going to be featuring what on earth is happening and you'll notice as you go on the page there that they have a big link of uh, what on earth is happening right there on the on the featured links. so definitely want to stay tuned to that and and possibly uh, some, you know, additions to your format, Mark. You know, always enhancing this so that we can, you know, in these serious times, continue to up the ante uh, in order to, you know, get as um, po- get as organized and active as we possibly can.
1: I think it's a a great new uh, media. Uh, forum that is being built there and uh, I'm impressed with it and I'm excited to be a part about it definitely everyone check out republicmedia.tv for sure
0: okay Mark on that note I'm going to get in the kitchen here and start prepping up some of the veggies I'm going to keep you on listening to the tonight's talk uh, so many interesting topics I'm sure I'll have questions that we'll talk about uh, maybe when you get some free time later on in the week
1: Bob always a pleasure to hear from you man alright take care folks to. Bye-bye. All right. That was Bob Tuscan from Truth Be Told Radio. Always great to hear from Bob. All right. So everybody has the call-in number. If anybody else wants to call in, feel free. And um, let's jump right into tonight's topic, which is the qualities and aspects of the true self versus the qualities and aspects of the lower self that is trapped in five-sense identification and ego attachment. So we can look at this as capital S self versus lower case S self. So the true self, a self-actualized self actualized being someone who has you know we've heard the term woken up you know Um, someone who has really come online and connected with higher levels of consciousness in the universe it is breaking out of the prison of mind It is breaking out of the vibrational eggshell that is attempting to hold us in lower lower vibrations of mind and consciousness. And that form of mind control is the only real way that you can keep a person from connecting with spirit, from connecting with again, higher consciousness. You can only do that ultimately through mind control because the mind is the aspect of self that links us that links the body to the spirit or the higher self so what we're going to talk about is what are the qualities of this higher self that we aspire to reach to aspire to merge with and to know more fully Well, the higher self exists in the state known as non-duality, and we've talked about what that is, but I'll go over it again. Non-duality means that one understands that really there's no separation between the self, lowercase s self, and other lowercase s selves. And really there's no difference between anyone on this planet. They are all consciousness. They are all an aspect of the whole that is experience, experiencing itself in this construct that we call living on the earth, living on a planet in the cosmos. There really isn't any separation at a very high energetic level, a high level in consciousness. Non-duality also means that the, this being, this self-actualized being, has come to a state of consciousness in which their thoughts, their emotions, and their actions are essentially unified as one. They have made these three qualities of their consciousness, the three expressions of their consciousness, into one. And what this means is that they are not in contradiction with each other. In other words, the being is such that as they think, so they feel, and so they act. And there's no contradiction between those three expressions of the being. In other words, they don't think one thing, and and know it to be true, and yet do something else. Their actions are in harmony with what they think and feel. So they don't say, oh, well, I believe in this, and I feel that this is right, and I know that this happens to be the case, yet I'm not going to do what I know to be right. I'm not going to live in a a way that I know that, that certain things are going on that that I should or should not be a part of. I'm going to do something that is against those things because of this reason or that reason or that reason. So the person is torn within. They are in a state known as external, in, I'm sorry, internal opposition. They are not at one with the thing that it is most important to be at one with, the self. So, non-duality, recognizing that there is no separation between oneself and others. And internal non-duality is the state of bringing one's thoughts, emotions, and actions into unison, non-contradiction, non-opposition. The true self expresses itself in a state known as dominion. You could call this self actualization. You can call this um, you can call this uh, true self love. You can call it sovereignty. There are many different ways to say the state, and again, it is simply rulership of the kingdom of self. It is having control over your own thoughts, your own emotions, and your own actions, which are really the only things that you are, in point of fact reality, allowed to be in control of. Because you are the steward of the physical vessel in which you inhabit, in which your higher self inhabits. And therefore, you have control over what you think what you feel and how you act in the world the goal of which is to bring those three things into unison with each other and when they are you can actually then manifest at a much greater level that which you wish to manifest so the true self is in a state of non-duality and it has attained this condition known as Self-ownership, self rulership, dominion, sovereignty. The true self understands what true freedom is. It doesn't have an erroneous definition or a limited definition of human freedom. It knows that true freedom is really the absence of self-imposed suffering. Of self-inflicted and self-created suffering by one's refusal to acknowledge and live in harmony with natural law principles. So the true self understands what true freedom is. The true self works toward that goal. So the true self is doing what has been called the true great work as the alchemists referred to it, as very positive, light occultists have referred to it as. Now, there's a dark great work which we'll get into in future weeks, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the goal of actually working toward achieving true freedom, And this is freedom at all levels, not at one level. You know, a lot of a big new age movement idea is as long as you're free in mind, it doesn't matter what happens to your body. Nonsense. Nonsense. This is to get people to stand down and not actually take proper action in a in a physical, worldly sense. True freedom is freedom in body, mind, and spirit, all simultaneously, because the true self recognizes there is no separation between those things either. See, there's another new age, and, and, and a very it's a very religious mind control aspect that the body is all, is to be renounced and rejected we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, bring our thoughts toward what's happening in the physical world but only focus on the spiritual that's equally as nonsense as saying the physical world is all that exists and there's no such thing as spirit one is a form of left brain imbalance the worship of materialism and physicality, and the other is a form of right brain imbalance that totally rejects the physical, and would let the body fall into disrepair and physical freedom fall into disrepair, which is partially responsible for the state that we're in now as a species. So, these two worldviews come from two different kinds of left brain imbalance. True freedom, again, And the understanding of true freedom is is freedom across all those scales of expression. In spirit, spirit's not going to be bound. It is free. It is freedom, period. So, nothing can bind that. But there is binding that has been accomplished through covert manipulation and mind control on the mind of many of the people on this planet and there is also limitations on physical freedom of course we see this playing out every single day for anyone who's paying remote attention so the, the the higher level of self when we connect with this we come to an understanding of true freedom and that is freedom on the physical plane freedom on the mental plane and of course Connection to spirit, which is freedom, period. Again, the, the spiritual aspect of this is not buying the bull. So that's why they have to work on the mental realm in order to get us to enslave ourselves at the physical level. And when I say they, I mean the occultists who are enacting and wielding these mind control techniques. And if you haven't gotten to that level of understanding, to understand that there is an occult aspect to this, an occult, meaning hidden, um, knowledge aspect to what is going on. And this is essentially, behaves like a religion, because there are rituals, there are patterns of behavior, all of which we will get into in depth on this show in future weeks. Um, and if you're resistant to that, stick around. Keep listening to this show because I will provide abundance of evidence and not just through anecdotal evidence and not, not just through reading about it, through first-hand experience because in the past, I worked in occult orders myself and I'll I'll allude to that and touch upon that in future weeks and explain how some of um, those ideologies work and how their mind control techniques. And they have mind control techniques. And they're extremely adept at employing them and using them to get what they want. We're, we will get into all of that. So just understand that true freedom, which is the, the, the work of the higher self, is to free us at the mental and physical levels. Unconditionally, unconditionally, from any self imposed suffering. Now in the body, in the physical reality, there are going to be requirements to have physical expression and experience so i don't talk about just needing food or or wanting shelter to live you know in protection in some level of protection from the elements as suffering i'm talking about self-inflicted suffering suffering that we bring upon ourselves not that not that we just Think of as suffering, you know, because we don't want certain requirements for living to be present. That is not what I'm talking about. Because some people will take it to the extreme. Oh, there will be suffering as long as you're in a physical body. Okay, you can take it to that extreme if you want, and it's true to a certain extent. You will experience certain levels of discomfort, hunger, you know, um, needing sleep. Um, uh, wanting sex, um, thirst, you know, wanting companionship, etc. Loneliness. There There's many different a- aspects of simply being in a physical body that can bring on certain levels of discomfort or displeasure. However, we don't need to experience that as intense suffering if we don't remain attached to those things, attached to the satiation of those desires they will come and go they will rise and fall you know without food of course yes there would be suffering however what i'm talking about here is self-imposed suffering refusal to acknowledge natural law live in harmony with it living out of harmony with nature out of harmony with the earth overstepping the boundaries of what we have the right to do to another being that is in this experience with us. Breaking natural law, in other words. This is ultimately what creates all forms of self-inflicted suffering, at least at this level of experience that we are currently living in. So, the true self, non-duality, in a state of non-duality, and understands true freedom and is working toward that goal is working toward that aim the true free the true self who is working toward this goal of creating freedom across all levels of being is what i described in a former show as a true mag- magician this is a being that is influencing using the science and art of using influence to bring about harmony with the will capital w we talked about what that was on previous shows the will is what nature the mind of nature the mind of god if you will i'm comfortable using that word some may be some may not be but there is a, an underlying intelligent principle that is attempting to move us along toward higher levels of expression. This is what is known as evolution. Evolution in consciousness. And this mind, if you will, this higher mind has a will. And its will is to make us better and to advance us and to help us to grow and learn and mature and if we go along with the principles that this higher mind has has essentially given as a gift it's not a set of controls natural law is not a set of controls it's a set of principles to be lived according to as guidelines for evolution To higher levels of consciousness. It's understanding how nature really works at its fundamental level of mind. So what the true self does is it practices this art and we call that alchemy in previous shows. Alchemy is the art of attempting to to help others to move into harmony with this higher will. You can never do that work yourself. You can only be an influence for others. So if you understand how those principles of natural law works and the principles of this higher mind, what they are trying to do for us as a species, you can help, you can align yourself with them, and then you can help others to align themselves with them by showing them the techniques you use, by speaking the truth to them, By putting the word out, putting the good word out there that it doesn't have to be like this. We don't need to experience this level of suffering and discomfort. We can change the external manifested reality that we're experiencing. It is possible. From where we're at now, is it easy? No, I didn't say it It is or would be easy. I said it's possible. And it can be accomplished. The more people that get on board with that, the, the, the more effortless it will become. Right now, since so many people are convinced that the exact opposite is true, that there's no such thing as truth, that there's no such thing as natural law, that there's no such thing as a higher will, there's no such thing as um, as uh, the the authority of nature itself but we continue to believe in man's authority as the highest expression of all that is we're going to have a real rough time of it if we continue to exist in that state of consciousness so the art of alchemy which is what the true self practices it practices this art it strives to become better at it because it knows this is the only game in town to really affect the minds, influence the minds of of everyone that is currently at a lower level of consciousness to help to bring them up, extend a hand down, and lend a little bit of assistance in bringing them up to a higher level of understanding. That's all you can do to make the situation better. Ultimately, the person who you're helping has to take that step for themselves. It can never ultimately be done for them. And uh, that that is, uh, you know, oftentimes a source of frustration because there has to at least be a spark of the will within that other being. They have to have at least a desire to want to become better. And, you know, sadly, many people have really, that that's been largely extinguished in them sad to say. And they actually are living a life of total quiet desperation and believe that nothing can be improved upon from from where they are at. There's always room for improvement and it's always possible if we have the desire and we employ the will to do that. So practices this art of assisting in, in the great work of betterment of of the soul qualities, which is known as alchemy, to bring about deeper accordance with the higher will. The next quality of the true self is that it is truly concerned with the alleviation of suffering for all, not just for the the, the individuation of consciousness that it is expressing, meaning the lower case S self, you know, like me personally, yes, I don't want myself to suffer, but I have come to the level of understanding that as any are experiencing suffering, I am suffering. So that's what the higher level of self is seeking to help us to come to an understanding of. That if even one is experiencing suffering, that is inflicted by themselves or by other people upon them, we are all suffering. There is no separation between self and other. So if one person is suffering, all are suffering. Literally, we are connected. Connected. If you look into the meaning of the word connected, CON is a prefix in Latin that means together or with. And necteo nectere means to bind. In Latin. So connected means to tie together or to bind together. We are connected. We are bound together. And the only way we're getting out of this condition is if we turn that corner and reach enough people that we understand collectively in enough numbers that the, the road we're heading down is not is leading into a blind alley it's leading us over a cliff actually and we turn that around because we understand that we're creating suffering not just for ourselves but for all we're creating suffering in the world and that affects everybody and people who don't understand natural law or who are deeply trapped in ego they are not concerned with this principle. They are only concerned with their own comfort level, sadly. And they will do things and can be made to do things that are totally creating more and more suffering for many, many people. And they don't have the right to do that. They think they have the right. They believe in their ignorance that they have the right to do that. But nothing will ever make it so in reality. They're just really trapped in that control mentality that that they are privileged and that they have a right and an authority, an inherent authority to control other people. So the true self will, connection with the true self will help people to eventually break out of that mindset by understanding that as anyone else suffers, so they themselves suffer. It's a, it's a, a very hard realization to come to. Most people, not all, but will only come to that level of realization once they themselves have suffered so much that they practically hit rock bottom, that there is no place else left for them to go down in suffering. And that is how I myself experienced that level of understanding. I did not get this the easy way (laughs) for anybody thinking that. Didn't happen that way, folks. (laughs) I took the left-hand path. I took the long way around, the long way home, you know? And it was years of enormity of self-inflicted suffering to a point where, as I've said before, there were only two places to go. Death or reverse course, admit that I was wrong, and move upward from there. So that's what I chose. I didn't choose death. I'm here speaking with you now. And um, I learned a lot of things on the way back up from that point. But I think most people are so... I, I consider that I was a mild case, believe it or not. As, as strange as... For, for those who didn't know me back then, it's difficult to even convey you know, how bad it, it got. But for those who did know me back then... For, for me to say it was a, I'm a mild case compared to where other people are, it's, it's even shocking to understand. Because if, if it took what it took to get me out of my level of rebellion against higher will and against natural law, what would it take for some people that are so far beyond the condition that I was ever at? I, I just wonder about that a lot. Uh, sometimes I just think they would choose the grave happily willingly choose the grave over changing um, I hope that isn't the case you know I hope they'll eventually come to their senses, their true senses, but um, all we can do is keep putting the message out there you know uh, I'll keep saying the same thing over and over again until I'm not in the body anymore. I've said that before so there, th- this, is, this is the only thing there is to understand, ultimately, if we want a better life from where we're at. People really have to come to an understanding of this and an acceptance of it because it's not going to change. This, what I'm explaining, is not going to change. And this isn't my information. I've said that before on this show many times. This is just information I've learned that is out there. That is th- th- these are principles that exist in nature. And we either accept them and come into harmony with them, or we reject them and bad things happen. And it'll continue that way until we make a different choice. But as long as we keep making this choice, I just say, make the choice. Fine. I can't make anybody make a different choice. But no, no. Have heard it at least. At least... Why I do this is at least that, so that other people can have heard that nothing's going to change if they make the decisions that they're currently making. It's the definition of insanity to say, I'm going to do the same thing, always get the same result, continue to do the same thing, and expect a different result. That's crazy, completely. It's craziness. It's mental illness. So the only way to really come out of this level of self-imposed suffering is to understand these principles, which, again, I've I've disclaimed many times on the show, these are not mine. I don't own these. They don't belong to me. Um, I am nobody to keep them secret. Uh, I don't own the information that belongs to the cosmos. That's why I give it out freely. I speak it to the world because it does not belong to me. I am simply charged with delivering a message. That's it. Nothing else. And really, you know, people, I, I make little cards to hand out about my website and my radio show, and I don't even have my name on it. And people say, well, why don't you have your name on your own card? I said, because that's not important. It's not important who I am. The information is important. Go up and check it out. You don't you need to remember my name. Not important. So... The, uh, continuing with the, the qualities of the true self, the higher self, the self with a capital S, um, the, the, this self is not bound in what certain ways of seeing the world. The worldview has become unbounded and it sees that there is no separation between anything, that everything is just consciousness, it is a vast ocean of consciousness and there is ultimately no separation. Uh, th- that understanding in worldview, that there isn't one worldview imbalance or the opposite worldview imbalance, as we talked about when we covered worldview on a previous show. Um, the, the, the true self is not bound into seeing the world as either a grand cosmic accident which is the randomness worldview, nor does it see everything as totally predetermined in which we have no free will to actually change the result of what we experience. The higher self connects with the true understanding that there is no separation between self and others, and what what we're really experiencing in manifested reality is the combination of a deterministic principle, which is natural law, plus the free will to live in harmony with those principles or to reject them. So some people would say, well, that's not really free will. Sure it is. That's, it's not really free will, only if you see natural law as some sort of a prison or as some sort of a, a control mechanism. Natural law is not a control mechanism. It is there for pure and total, unequivocal freedom It is placed there in love by creation itself, such that the expressions of itself would be able to have whatever they want. Bliss, ultimately, if they only live within the principles of truth a very firm term that I just said there. The principles of truth. That's what natural law ultimately is. It has nothing to do with our perceptions of it. It has nothing to do with how we think about it, how we feel about it. It is. It is. It's that which it is. So ultimately, embracing that which we are, Is embracing natural law rejecting natural law is rejecting what we are rejecting the higher self there's no difference between these principles of natural law and the higher self they are one and the same but we in our ego in our identification in our attachment want to think that we are individuals or groups of individuals, lowercase s selves, are the law. We want to think that we are the authority. We want to think that we are the creator or God. That's how far gone some people are from connection to this higher expression of self and consciousness that they actually believe they are God and if they own other beings so to go back to the qualities of this higher level of expression the higher self also is not operating on only a percentage of its faculties meaning It uses the entire being, the whole brain, the the whole, all of the energy centers of of the, the being. Not just the mind. It uses the mind in conjunction with the body, in conjunction with the will of the being on the physical plane. And it's a holistic, a holistic coming together of mind, body, and spirit. True care is present when the true self is present. So you're using the action principle, the heart principle, and the mind principle. I've referred to this as the heart mind guts. You know, it's connecting the heart chakra with the third eye chakra, with the solar plexus chakra. It's connecting true care with true intelligence, with true courage, or willpower. These are the three planes that we have to work upon to make any positive change happen. We have to have intelligence, we have to have care, to have willpower and courage. If we succumb to the forces of ignorance, the lack of intelligence, if we succumb to the force of apathy, the lack of true care, and if we succumb to the force of laziness and cowardice we're not using the guts we're not using the solar plexus energy so the true self is holistic it's bringing these qualities together and therefore it does not exist in the prison of the left brain as we talked about in as one of the barriers to self-realization it is using holistically, all of the functions of the brain, and it is connected with the spiritual qualities and the intuitive qualities and the nurturing qualities of the right brain or the right mind. Finally, the true self does not exist in ego identification, meaning it does not identify with the roles that it plays in a a, a physical expression, meaning... It doesn't get wrapped up in being a business owner, being an author, you know, a writer, being an actor, being a poet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay? It knows that these are simply expressions and experiences while we are in the physical body, while we are in this vehicle having experiences to grow and learn. But it doesn't take them on as the self, as its identity. So it's not attached and identified with the ego. It also will seek and encourage to break down institutionalized belief systems wherever it encounters them because institutionalized belief systems in any form that they exist are forms of mind control as we talked about last week and that again is strong language yes that's that's a a strong statement a firm statement being made institutionalized belief systems no matter what they are are forms of mind control they exist to control the thought patterns any adherence such that they perpetuate themselves such that the mean that they represent is perpetuated the overarching idea that they represent is perpetuated and therefore it is working and going to work in building something in the physical reality so the true the higher quality of self is always trying to work on breaking down these belief systems. To the extent that we are not connected with that higher self, we will identify with and work in institutionalized systems. And a lot of people will not want to hear that. And I recognize this. I know this. Many people will want to hear, I'm a good person, I, and I work in this banking institution, or I work in this scientific um, you know, research, or I work in um, you know, this level of finance, or I work in this level of education, or I work in this level of the medical industry, the so called healthcare industry, and they won't want to hear that ultimately, yes, yeah, they, they can do good on a, on a level w- working with some people one on one, but ultimately, the aim that that institution is working toward is control. And I don't care what it is. You can't tell me one institution that isn't set up like a hierarchical pyramid. You can't do it because there are none. Institutions, by definition, are hierarchically structured and compartmentalized, meaning that many people working in them will not know what the task of the other person is. They're not uncable group, so to speak. They are structured. They have rank. Okay? They are about control and subservience. Control to the level below and subservience to the level above, as we talked about last week. So ultimately All they can do is perpetuate all an institutionalized belief system can do is perpetuate the dynamic or the force of fear it is largely based in fear that is why they even come together at all that is why these structures form because someone was in fear of something and we need to do something about that so let's propose the solution, and here it is, a monolithic structure that will control this aspect of being, this aspect of life, this aspect of reality. They're all the same. All. Okay? Another mind control technique is that there can never be any totality. There can never be any statement that all institutions are like this. You can't make a statement that incorporates all of them. Sure you can. I just did. Because that is how institutions are structured. All of them are structured like that. It doesn't matter what they are. Banking, finance, military, police, education, religion, organized crime government, you name it, it's structured the same way. The media, science, are all structured as a hierarchy, all structured in a compartmentalized way. So finally, the true self will seek to break down those institutions. Because only in breaking down walls and barriers that divide us and structures that keep us chained in fear and in lower levels of self-expression only by breaking those structures down are we really going to advance and come into alignment with our true potential so the lower case s self the lower self egoic self the ego-attached, and ego-driven self. What, does, what are its expressions and qualities? Let's look at this for a little bit. The case s self is trapped in the state of identification with the roles that it plays. It believes that it is separate from everything else. That's its fundamental worldview. The fundamental worldview is that everything is separate from everything else. Because I see me there and you there, I'm here, you're over there, that means we're separate from each other. What I do to affect me isn't necessarily going to affect someone else that I don't know or that I'm not directly affiliated with or connected with. Everything exists in separation, a worldview Either skewed toward the left brain of pure randomness, that everything is an accident, there's no such thing as natural law, um, you know, everything can be reduced to a mechanized phase. the universe is one big mechanical uh, construct, a big machine. It's not alive, there's no such thing as consciousness, pure separ- separatism in consciousness. The right brain aspect is, okay, God created everything, and it's separate from us purely, and it can tr- this force or being completely controls everything. We have no say about what happens. We're just in this, and something's being done to us, and, and the creator is separate from the creation, and we have no free will. Ultimately, this is just, again, like a machine, and we're just along for the ride. this worldview both of these imbalanced worldviews all they just they both reflect a state of total separation consciousness pure separation consciousness so that is the worldview of the lowercase self this expression of being this trapped consciousness exists in a state of internal confusion all the time. It doesn't recognize patterns, whether they take place within the being, in their emotions, in their thoughts, and it doesn't recognize patterns in the external world. It has no idea what's going on, essentially. This is a person that has no clue what's actually taking place around them, or within them, for that matter. They're not awake at all. They're in internal opposition. They can be made to do things through various methods that they will state against how they really feel. In other words, oh yeah, I'll say that my morals are a certain way, that I believe that this is good and this is true and this is right, but Throw me enough money and watch what I'll do. Offer me enough money. You want me to uh, hurt that other person in some way? How much? You want me to go and take that person's property to give it to you? Okay, how much? And some people's price is cheap. Some people you just have to pay them a meager salary. And as long as they can get to be uh, dominant and aggressive and, you know, act like a brutish thug, pay me an, uh, a meager salary by, by even uh, today's, you know, standards of, of what, uh, you know, what um, most people are, are paid in the corporate world anyway. And uh, yeah, I'll go and do whatever you tell me I'm allowed to do. No sense of true morals, only concerned with what they get out of it. only concerned with one's own lowercase s self-comfort level and one's you know extended family maybe you know their immediate family, and that's about it. if that. To some who are completely trapped in a psychopathic mindset, they don't even care about the people they're around at all. Let alone working toward helping anybody extricate themselves from the condition of self-inflicted suffering. They could care less.
2: Like
1: qualities of being connected with true intelligence, true care, and true will. These things are meaningless to to someone someone who's trapped in the ego. They've never even heard of these things. Many people have never even heard and could not tell you anything or or give any example about what consciousness is at all. They could not, that word is meaningless to them. They're concerned with their physical survival only. Their physical survival only. And the survival of their own. Their own, in quotes. That which they see as, this is mine. That out there, that's other people's. That's other people. All I'm going to worry about is my own comfort, my own survival, and maybe the survival of my immediate family. That's it. If that, like I said, the true, the the, illusory self, and this is a person that is trapped in pure illusion. None of what they think is real. They, They believe in fantasy because they bought lies about who they are, ultimately. Again, I started this show a couple months back explaining what was written on the oracle at Delphi in Greece, that it says, how do you expect to know other wonders if you do not know the wonders of your own house? In you is hidden the treasure of treasures. Know yourself, and you will know the universe Know the self. That is what someone who is trapped in the illusion of all the constructs that, that other people have built up around them and brainwashed them and mind controlled them into believing. That is what this lowercase s self has no concept of the true self. What they're talking about when they, when they, Said when the mystery school said know the self is know the higher aspects of self. Understand who you are at a higher level. It also means understand the physiology, understand how energy works through the body, understand, you know, what you need to do to take care of the vessel. Of course, you don't, you don't dismiss the physical. But it's ultimately know the self, capital S, self. So these qualities are extremely important to know and understand. And it's equally as important to understand the qualities that are expressed through this illusory self. This cut-off aspect of being. Cut off by the walls they themselves have either erected or allowed to be erected around them by believing what other people have told them. And we've all done it throughout our lives, to one extent or another. We're born into that. It's very difficult not to ever fall into that unless you're fortunate enough to live in an isolated culture that doesn't teach nonsense like most of of the Western cultural world teaches and, and the Eastern culture as well. Mind control is everywhere on this planet, folks. It doesn't matter where you're born. There's a few isolated pockets of indigenous cultures that, that uh, you know, may be teaching the healthy worldview to people, but it's a rarer and rarer thing. And that's why to come out of it is magnificent and is miraculous. And it shouldn't be understated. We should give credit where credit is due to people who have emerged uh, from this lower state of consciousness and uh, raise themselves, whether they've done it wholly on their own or they had help in doing it through mentors and and uh, you know self other very selfless individuals, and I mean selfless in the sense that they're not concerned with um, you know just their own comfort, they've spoken up uh, even in the face of ridicule to put information out there into the world that could help people that could help raise other people to higher levels of self-expression and consciousness. So we need to understand these lowercase s self qualities, these egoic qualities, if we're going to help people transmute them and, and come out of them. So the lowercase s self, the egoic self, can't even envision true freedom. They don't know what freedom is. They have no concept of it. The only thing they're interested in is more things, more money, more control, more for me. That's it. They think that's the way to happiness. That's the way to betterment. If only I had more money, I could do this, 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 and this. That's their solution for everything. If you ask anybody, what's your solution to this problem? And they say money, to any problem, and their answer is money. They're trapped in this level of consciousness, in lower self-consciousness. Because they're in a state of internal opposition. And that's all driven through Fear. Fear is ultimately what keeps somebody here. That's the force that's behind this. Fear is the force that keeps people enslaved to this level of consciousness. Now, the lowercase s self that has come into a little bit of cleverness, a little bit of left-brain intellect, and they have certain information that other people in the world, don't have access to, will employ the opposite art that the true self employs. They will employ the art of sorcery, which is manipulation. Sorcery is mind manipulation. Employing the technique, the science, and art of influence for self important reasons for self-serving reasons and I mean lowercase s self so they may learn how to influence people but it's only because they want to get them to buy something they may learn how to influence people because they want to get them to do something that they want them to do forget the higher level will doesn't matter what it wants. I want somebody to do this. I. Me, 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 I, I, I. That's what the lowercase s self is all concerned about. All the time. So, they will use the art of influence and manipulation in a negative aspect. Not to align anyone with the higher will. With true balance with nature. But, They will only employ these techniques to align other people with their own selfishness, their own selfish, egoic, self-serving will with a lowercase w. Huge difference between that and the higher will. The lowercase self is trapped in the left brain largely. There are cases that of people in this condition that are in the right brain as well, but it's rarer. They're trapped in the prison of the left brain. And of course, they work through and continuously reinforce, they accept, they work through, and they continuously reinforce whatever institutionalized belief system that they're a part of. Or... Whichever ones can help serve their self-serving aims and goals. So institutional belief systems to them, perfectly acceptable. They don't care whether it's a form of mind control. They don't care who it hurts. They don't care whose life it destroys. If it puts money in my pocket, I'm all for it. If it gives me a job, I'm all for it. Uh, It it kills lots of other people? So what? It harms lots of other people's minds and brains? Who cares? Is it doing something good for me? Am I benefiting? Well, then let it continue. Wonderful. Great. Let's have more of the same. Let's have more of this. Because that person suffering as a result of what this institution is doing, that ain't me. So who cares? This is the consciousness of the person trapped in ego. And I'll tell you what: The people, a lot of the people in the freedom movement don't have much higher level of consciousness than that because how many of them are working amongst institutions and corporations and saying that they want freedom, true freedom, but yet they're still doing something that is, that is helping the opposite dynamic of what they say they want it's it's a controlling institution and again it's not going to be a popular thing to hear I'm not here for a popularity contest folks in case you didn't grasp that yet I say things people don't want to hear because they need to hear it that's it the truth is ugly sometimes from where we're at where we the the corner we've worked ourselves into we can most of us can only see the truth from that little corner that we've worked ourselves into, and from that perspective, it looks horrendous. It looks horrifying. Once we come out of that little corner that we've wedged ourselves into, we'll see it wasn't so horrifying. It was actually being spoken, and it's actually there for our self-betterment. Higher case S self and lowercase s-self, because if we get connected with that higher-case s-self, the lowercase s-self will improve its condition and its comfort levels and its understanding, and it will merge, it will come into harmony with that higher-level expression of consciousness that I call the higher self. All right, so I'm going to take a break here from this explanation, and I see we have a caller, so uh, sorry for the wait. Um, it says Southeast Pennsylvania. All right. Caller from Southeast Pennsylvania, you are on what on earth is happening.
2: Well, it's more like Doylestown, Pennsylvania, but that's okay.
1: Eric G., what's up, man?
2: What's going on, Mark? You know, I'm sitting here. I I came home. I had some barbecue. I put your show on. I was listening to you, man. I, I just... Like a half hour and a listen, you just hit me how spot on you are, man. You just nail how people are locked into this lower level of consciousness where it, they're just, their institutionalized belief systems, their ego attachments, just all of it just dominates them. It just completely rules them. They have no understanding of the higher self. They're completely shut out of that realm It's sad. And they're, they're literally
1: like a work. disease. They're a disease on society. They, they've been manipulated into such a condition, and this is our work, man. Our work is to help cure them, help reach out to them. You're right. What they have is a disease. See, I wouldn't say they are a disease. They are expressing a disease. And they're infected with this. This is a disease. They're not at ease. They're in an illness. They have become ill. And this is what our work is. Our work is to understand how this, this, the, the total dynamic all works and fits together so that we are at a level of understanding that we can be of help and service to, the, to these individuals. You know, and, hey, I fall prey to hating that what they do more so than anybody. And if I didn't admit that, I'd be lying to everyone out there, okay? I get enraged by it a lot of times. But we have to look past what the people do to their true selves and try to make a connection with that and reach it and transmute their behaviors by by our care for their true selves. And it's harder said than done uh and i you know I, I need to take my own advice when it comes to that because again, I fall prey to uh uh getting as upset about uh what other people do as anyone else it's a it's a difficult thing
2: well there's many many pitfalls in life absolutely you know we all have our own issues, but I have another question um you know it seems like sure. it seems like the uh establishment is really against the use of uh, cannabis sativa, you know, um, because it does make you think, dwell on things and use your logic. Do you ever see a day when that, you know, we get past that?
1: Well, um, this is something that I'm going to talk about on this show. Uh, And I have, um, I have extremely strong feelings about this because, Think about how deep the hubris of other individuals is that would make a claim upon the consciousness of another living being. Well, let, let me let me ask you this: you, You're, um, you know, let, let's say you, you're having a barbecue. Uh, are you going to drink a beer tonight, maybe,
2: um, Eric? Maybe, maybe more than just a beer.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, so you're going to have a beer with your dinner, right? Now, what if I said to you, Pastor, saying to Eric G., Eric, I'm telling you that you may not consume that kind of beverage ever again as long as you're alive. I- I'm declaring that that is unfit for your consumption as an adult human being, on this planet, because essentially what I'm saying is I own you, your ability to judge what you wish to put inside of your body and whatever substance you wish maybe to alter your body your, or your ma with. You don't have that right. I am, am taking control over that choice for you. Imagine this. Imagine you going up to another person. Just let's say I go up to, uh, I don't know, let's say my, my, my cousin uh, Jason, okay? So I'm going to go over to my cousin Jason's house, and I'm going to say, Jason, listen, I've determined that you're no, you're no longer allowed to eat any salt. I'm, t- I'm t- taking all the salt out of your home, giving all your salt shakers. If I ever find you buying salt again, I'm going to hurt you. In some way, I might punch you in the face. I might uh, smash one of the windows in your car. I might break a window in your home. You might might find them a thousand dollars,
2: like New York's doing. Right,
1: exactly. So imagine this. This this isn't about controlling a substance. This is about controlling a, a being, and it's more than that. It's about controlling consciousness of a being it's saying your consciousness where you may journey or, ex- or have any level of experience in your own mind belongs to me it does not belong to you you don't own your own mind and consciousness and body this is a claim on your body it's saying your body does not belong to you you may not determine what you put into it I own your body I will determine what goes into it. Imagine this. See, it, it, it's, what, it's a real hot topic, but a, a button presser for me. This is, this is a button presser for me to a point where I could get really enraged about it. Because this is one of the highest levels of hubris that exists anywhere in the world. That someone else owns my consciousness? Really? 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 Sure you do. You own my consciousness. And that's the answer that I would expect. Like, if I said that to you, I would expect you to be ready to defend yourself. You have to claim over your actual body and mind, man. And yet there are people who will, will will never admit that that's what it is, and will never see it that way because they're so wrapped up in fear. It's all fear. Oh, you're saying, you're advocating the use of this substance, and what about children and stuff? No, I'm talking about an adult human being that knows what they're taking and has the right to put whatever they want into their body. And I have said, and I'll make this statement a thousand more times, I own my body. I own my mind, okay? Now, I can't take my body with me beyond this physical reality, So I'm the steward of this body while I inhabit it. No one else is. Okay? I own my mind while the the expression of it exists in this physical vehicle. Okay? And no one will tell me what I'm going to do with any of those things. So I will drink what I want to drink, whether it is healthy or harmful. I will eat what I want to eat, whether it is healthy or harmful. I will smoke what I want to smoke. Because what I want to do is up to, it is an expression of my consciousness, not anybody else's. I will snort what I want to snort. I will inject what I want to inject. And I'm all about total taking care of your health. You know, I'm not advocating getting into any kind of hard drugs. I'm not advocating starting to snort cocaine or meth or anything like that. I'm talking about if, if if I want to sit and smoke any substance that grows in the earth, I'll do it. If I want to smoke cannabis, I'll do that. If I want to smoke salvia, I'll do that. If I want to smoke dimethyltryptamine, I'll do that. Because no one else owns my body and consciousness. Period. The end. End of story. This is the issue that's never brought up when it comes to um, drug prohibition or um, legalization. It's always about other issues, but very rarely do you ever hear somebody bring up the idea of self-ownership. Who owns your consciousness? Who owns your mind? Do you own it, or does someone else own it and is allowed to tell you what you can do with it? And I say you can write whatever you want to write on a piece of paper. You go ahead and scribble whatever you want. It'll never give you the authority to actually have the right to do what you are claiming you have the right to do to other human beings because you wrote something down on a piece of paper. It will never make it right or moral. It doesn't matter what you think about it. And you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about it. There is a moral law that governs this, and all that matters is whether someone understands it or not. That's it. That's what's creating the reality. are experiencing, whether you understand, the amount of people who understand the actual moral principles that govern creation. That's it. And all the cops that go out and put people out who are nonviolent people into a cage for taking any substance are sick people. They're sick individuals. They don't understand how sick they are, but they are, they have brain damage in a physical sense. We talked about how the brain becomes imbalanced through certain views and and by continuously doing certain behaviors and how one of the substances that will destroy the brain faster than any other is um, uh, adrenaline. Adrenaline is way more destructive to the brain tissue and synapses than many hard, hard drugs are. And... This this charge that controllers get going into battle or arresting people or wrestling people to the ground and taking their homes and take, you know taking uh, physical um, control over their bodies they're getting this big adrenal rush constantly and it's working on physical brain. I'm not talking even about the mind here. I'm talking about physical, provable, scientifically provable brain damage to the neocortex of the brain that is provable with PET scans and SPECT scans. And um, nothing that they do that they ever believe will ever grant them the moral authority to do what they're doing. They're wrong. They will always be wrong for as long as they continue to do it. And there's no nicer way to say it. There's no nicer way to say it. You don't have the moral authority to do what you're doing. Many people understand this, but they're not vocal enough in the... the, completely dead-set ways. Like, let's not back down about this. It isn't about, you know, just helping people with medical conditions. This is an issue of ownership of the mind. That's what this is an issue of. And I I, I cringe when I see people bringing up reasons that any substances should be quote-unquote legalized when they, they never touch upon that basic issue, the basic foundation of I own me, I own my mind, I own the consciousness, and I'll do what I will with it. You don't own my body. You don't own my life, period. And that's the, and that's the bottom line for me on that issue. Uh, I mean, that's it, man. Uh, that's what has to be understood. And this has nothing to do with trying to sanitize society you know, or make things perfectly safe for everybody, you know. You want to make things safe? Educate people about natural law. Help them to understand why it's important to live in harmony with it. And you'll have a relatively, almost completely safe society. You'll never completely sanitize any, any uh, you know, harm. I'm not saying that you could have a 100% total and utter utopia in which nothing ever happens, and that would be pretty damn boring, too but forget controlling anything or uh, trying to eradicate it from existence. Education is always the answer over control, and that's what I advocate. Get educated about substance. Know that they're not all the same. Know what efe- the effects are. These are things that grow on the earth, for God's sake. You know? you're, you're, you're trying to make a part of nature illegal. It's madness, utter madness, and it's all born of fear, all born out of fear. These people are some of the most intimate fear people that you will ever, ever meet. And they think that they're tough, they think that they're, you know, they're uh, big and important and, you know, it's, it's a child's mentality. A controller's mentality is the mentality of an emotional and spiritual child the child and it's it's sad that we have so many people like that at that level of consciousness it's a very sad thing these are ill people they need help need treatment they need they need to to be cured of this and uh you know it's tough not to hate people that think like that man Uh, like I said I I I fall prey to it a lot myself, and I'd be lying to you if I told you that it was easy to look at these people as simply ill and in need of help because they're the people that will deny that the most. You know, They'll, they'll say, oh, no, you're, you're the one who's who's wrong and who's you know, sick and damaged, and they, they don't really understand, man. They don't understand what they do. It's like the, the whole words of Jesus when he says, forgive them, they know not what they do. You know, they, these people really don't understand any of these dynamics. They have never been exposed to them. They have never thought about them for a single instant in their entire lives. And uh, you know they're very ill as a result. But that's where I stand on the on all drugs, all drugs. doesn't matter how hard or harmful they are. Education about them is the answer, not prohibition. And, and besides, who is anybody to claim authority on another being's consciousness? There's no one to do that. And no matter what you write down, you don't have that right. You just, these controllers just think, they believe they have that right. And because so many of them believe it, they're willing to all back each other up to violence. That's ultimately what this is about. It's about thugs backing each other up through violence because they've accepted a belief system that's erroneous, that's complete nonsense. And again, call it whatever strong language you want, say oh, that's making a generalization. No, I'm explaining what the truth of the matter is. And that's the truth of the matter. But until you study these dynamics and understand natural law, it may sound strange to you, but You don't own anybody else's consciousness. You own your own, and that means you have no control over anything but your own thoughts, your own emotions, and your own actions in the world. And once you start stepping over that line and trying to take control of other people's actions and what they can put into their own body, and they're not harming anyone else by doing it, they're making a choice for themselves, then you you are stepping over the line of natural law that you have no right to step over. Again, and the sad is these people think that that would be effective. It's not effective. You're not changing anything. The same rate of drugs is going on since the drug war started. The same rate of drug consumption. And as a matter of fact, drugs are even more uh, strong and pure now than they were years ago. You know, there, there, there's a, a higher level of, of, um, of power to some of these substances than there used to be, and there's the same amount of people doing them. Drug war has done nothing. It's cost billions and billions and billions of dollars. It's ruined millions and millions and millions of lives, and it has accomplished zero, zero. And if you don't want to take my word for that, look into Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, LEAP, a, a group of, uh, of uh, police that want to see all drugs legalized because the war on drugs is a failure, and even some of these people have recognized that. They may not understand all natural law, but at least they've recognized how horrific of a failure of the war on drugs has been. So that, that's my position on that, but we'll, we'll get into that in other shows, too. I know I took a big time on that, but since you brought it up, why not make it clear? You know, that's my stance on that. You don't own my consciousness.
2: Well, um, I, that was an interesting breakdown. I, I realized some things while you were talking Uh should bring up about the drug war, uh, you know, namely the fact that you know how many times has the CIA been caught flying in the cocaine and heroin on uh, planes, private planes. You know, they, they're they're bringing sure. they're 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 running the drugs. They they run the drug cartels in South America and in, in, uh and in Afghanistan. You know, they, our our troops are over there guarding the opium fields. That's right. Uh, and, and and at the same time our government uh is is allowing people to own private prisons of the same people that fly these things in. So I mean, it's just it's just criminal organization. The uh the 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 uh, prohibition of cannabis is basically because you know, cannabis whenever I use it and I use it every day, I always think of uh solutions. Like I'll I'll, I'll think of a problem and then I'll ha- I'll come up with a solution. They don't want us coming up with solutions right. to mind control and all the other constraints sure. they put it they put us in molds it's like they they place us in molds. you have to break out of that mold and become your own person you shouldn't Absolutely. be locked into a particular mode and also the nutritional aspect too i mean i i know that sure. when you start using these superfoods you have increased blood flow to your brain ginkgo biloba proven increase the blood flow to your brain that makes you smarter sure. Makes it makes you think clearer, makes you remember better. They don't want you to remember things. They don't want you to think clearer. They don't want you to come up with solutions. They just want you to shut up, go to work, and anybody who thinks out of the box, they want you to to attack that person. And right. and, and and they and, and like I said, these people are a, a disease. I will call. Look them. at
1: all the benefits of the hemp plant in health, in uh.
2: Yeah, hemp hemp oil could have fueled uh, all our automobiles and instead of, uh, you know, having millions of gallons draining into the uh, Gulf of Mexico, that never would have happened. And we all would have been much more prosperous because we could have been more independent. You know, there could have been all these farmers. Our government pays farmers not to grow things. I mean, there's so much corruption. There's so much criminality. It's just... The, the whole system's diseased, and we're I think we're coming to a point where it's it's going to get destroyed and rebuilt. And you talk about 2012 and the apocalypse and how it's the great unveiling of the truth. You know, I, that's coming. I, I see it.
1: Sure. It's
2: I think right there are, we're, we're,
1: some of us are moving toward that unveiling. You know, some of us are facing it head on with eyes wide open and. You know, others, sadly, are choosing to close their eyes to it and, uh, you know, go into a fetal position. It it all depends on how you view uh, what you will be able to do with that truth, no matter how dark it may seem. You know, and uh, people who are more connected with the higher level of self will be able to take that information and transmute it and use it for a good purpose, a powerful, um, a positive and empowering purpose. So uh, that's what we try to do here on this show. And, uh, Eric, you always, when you call in, you always bring up great topics of discussion. And uh, I thank you. And um, uh, feel free to call in anytime in the future. And anybody else listening, I, I, I like to take callers. So call in, and uh, I'll always put you on, and then you can talk about anything you want. And, um, you know, I think it, uh, it helps to create, like, a, an interactive dynamic on the show. So, Eric, thanks, man. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon.
2: All right, Mark. You're a great friend. We'll talk soon, buddy. Take
1: care. Take care, man. Bye-bye. All right. So a couple of great callers on the show tonight. All right. So we've got about four, four and a half minutes left uh, on the broadcast tonight. Um, Let's see. Okay. So I think I wrapped up what I really wanted to talk about regarding the dichotomy between higher-level self and lower-level self. And this really, for the most part, wraps up the, again, the end of the the first big section of material that I wanted to get through uh, when talking about the dynamic of of what's really happening in the world. And uh, these dynamics that we've covered thus far on this show really are the, the The bottom line solution. These are the the, the very core, core causal factors of why we're experiencing what we are experiencing in the world. Help people to understand this information. Give them some of the podcasts. uh, Encourage them to listen to the show. Check out the videos on my site Listen to other great shows on the Revolution Broadcasting Network and other uh, networks that are uh, uh, speaking the truth out there in the alternative media. So um, it's important that we reach out to others with this information. Knowing, again, as I've said on this show, is not good enough. It's, not, it's only the first step. Taking the information yourself. Understand it so well that you can speak it to others. In a plain and clear way and in a decisive way because that's what this is ultimately about is a decision people are making their decisions about which force they're going to serve are they going to serve the force of fear and chaos and confusion or are they going to serve the force of light and love and order and harmony and peace and connection with higher levels of consciousness and that is the force of love so um, I think what I will begin to do on future shows is I'd like to take more callers regarding what I have discussed up through this point, uh, and that's always welcome for anybody to call in. And uh, I think I will begin uh, putting the word out to get some more guests on this show. So um, what I will ask some listeners to do is if you have any potential guests for this show, please email me. Um, my email address is mark at whatonearthishappening.com. If you have anybody that would like to be on the show, I could uh, uh, you know, s- send me some contact information. I can get in touch with them and start you know, discussing with them about what they would like to talk about and maybe scheduling them to be on an upcoming show. Uh, In future weeks, what I'm really going to be getting into is the dynamic of mind control. And I guess I'll just say it here on the show for the first time. I am planning a conference on consciousness, mind control, and occultism in April of 2011. It will probably be the weekend of April 11th and 12th. So interestingly, I believe that uh, the first day will be 411, uh, an acronym for um, a symbol for information. So uh, look for that coming up. I have some great people working with me to organize that, and um, I think um, you know guests in, in in future shows are what I want to focus on as I start to unfold some of the darker aspects of the the problems that we are facing as a species so that's what's coming in future weeks again get in touch with me at mark uh, at whatonearthishappening.com if you have any guests that you would like to recommend for this show and uh, I think that about wraps it up for this week so uh, I'm your host Mark Passio you have been listening to what on earth is happening my website is whatonearthishappening.com and the the network that this show is carried on is Revolution Broadcasting. Their website is revolutionbroadcasting.com. I'll see you here next Tuesday at seven p.m. Good night.